Hi everyone, welcome back to Foreign Look Podcast, a show that takes you deeper to where ideas come to life. On this week's episode, I get to sit down with Guillaume Godet. Guillaume shared his story of how he went from law school in France to become a fashion and lifestyle photographer here in New York City. He also shared the things he wished someone told him before starting in photography, as well as is it really necessary to have an education in photography. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this week's episode. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Guillaume Godet. This is going to be rather interesting. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show and accepting my invitation. The pleasure is mine. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yes. Grace. It's always a costume of mine to ask my guests to introduce themselves. Besides of the introduction I do of them at the beginning of the show. Therefore, would you mind introducing yourself to those out there that don't know you? Uh, my name is Guillaume Godet and I'm a French photographer based out in New York. I've been living in New York for 13 years now and um, I could say I'm a commercial photographer, fashion and lifestyle photographer, but I shoot pretty much everything uh, that's commercial. So don't call me if you want to shoot babies <laughs> or weddings. I'll make sure to put it on the description box of the show. We're going to jump straight into our interview today. And I want to know, how did you get started as a photographer? Uh, so that's an interesting question. Um, I didn't pick the normal path. Uh, I'm a self-taught photographer and uh, I had no idea I would be a photographer. Uh, it happened a bit randomly. Uh, basically, I mean, I've always been passionate about photography I would uh, but mostly to when I was uh, younger to um, uh, shoot memories uh, I started in high school and I was in a boarding school so I would shoot the life at my boarding school um, people having I mean uh, kids having fun uh, and then I kept going uh, in college uh, shooting uh, during my travels uh, but it was more to catch uh, memories. And I, I, at that time, I wasn't really paying attention to the technique. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really to catch a moment. And also because uh, I figured out that uh, uh, I have a pretty bad memory. So that helps me uh, take photos. That helps me remember moments. Right. And so after that, uh, I had no idea that it could be a career. Um, uh, I started uh, studying... Um, uh, international business and then I went to college to study law uh, I did my military service in France and then I started working at the I didn't know what to do so I started working at a real estate company and then in um, uh, I worked in finance and then uh, and that was my longest career I did a corporate and financial public relations right so you're basically being everywhere career-wise uh yes because uh i think it was i was just um um taking advantage of opportunities right. because i had no idea what i wanted to do uh 
And so I will, I will just have this opportunity to work in finance. So I will try and see. Uh, public relation was more, uh, corres would correspond more with my personality because you communicate, you organize events, you organize interviews. It's a bit more lively than finance. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't stay in front of your computer all yeah. day. So that was more interesting to me. Uh, But uh, it's also very stressful. Right. Uh, and then um, at some point, uh, I was uh, with my girlfriend and she uh, had the opportunity to move to New York. And so we decided to uh, try the, the adventure and uh, uh, I followed her. So I quit my job and I followed her and I was like, oh, give me six months. I'm going to be bilingual. <laughs> Uh, I was already uh, working in English, but uh, my English wasn't as good as uh, today. Right. Uh, so I thought, uh, I'm going to um, work on my English and then give me six months. I'm bilingual and I'm getting a job in PR in New York. And it didn't work like that at all. My God. Uh, because uh, I was stupid. Um, <laughs> to work in PR, your um, written uh, writing and uh, speaking skills have to be flawless True. because you work on behalf of big companies yeah yeah and uh, after six months uh, your english is not <laughs> that great so i would have to go back to college for five years and maybe i would have a chance right and uh, also i moved to new york in 2007 and in 2008 Financial crisis. All right. I remember some of that. So uh, I I mean, I had some interviews uh, in 2007, uh, but uh, it didn't uh, work out. And then I, I managed to uh, work for a small firm um, for free, obviously, just to get a, a foot in the market. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when the financial crisis uh, uh, hit the markets, um, Nobody would hire anybody, especially when there's a crisis. Like PR uh, is the first uh, department that uh, companies uh, cut. Yeah. So uh, I went back to France in 2009, mm. and uh, I tried to get. I thought I would get more chance to get a job there, but it wasn't. It was the same uh, because uh, the financial crisis was worldwide. When I moved to New York, I had a stupid camera, I have to say, a Nikon Coolpix that would shoot photos at two megabytes, megapixels, two megapixels. Uh, and, but I love the city, so I would go on the street, take photos, but again, like memories. And then when I uh, moved back to France, uh, I bought my first DSLR camera. It was a Nikon D90 for people who know. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty decent camera. And uh, so each time, I uh, so I would uh, be in France, but uh, travel to New York every uh, month and a half. And each time I would go back to New York, I would take photos because I, I would think, oh, if I get a job in France, then I it's going to be my last time in New York. Right. So I would take photos and I would uh, be on the street all the time and uh, shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> right. And um, when I was back in France and I still didn't have a job, so I would be busy trying to work on a photo book of New York. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna work on a nice photo book for myself uh, just uh, uh, to uh, put my memories in a book. And then at some point, uh, because I was shooting more and more and I had the time to study uh, editing, Uh, and look at other photographers' work. I 
started to, I mean, my, my skills started to improve and I would uh, think more before taking a photo. So um, at some point I decided to share them on the website. So I um, um, posted my photos on a website and I started to have uh, nice comments from people. And then one day I got an email from a licensing agent. I was like, wow, nice. Yeah. And he said, uh, I like your photos. I would like to work with you. And uh, I ended up uh, at some point having some pictures at uh, galleries. Oh, wow. Uh, my, my pictures were still a bit commercial, but uh, people like New York, yeah. people like photos of the bridges of New York, people like photos of Times Square. Mm -hmm. And... I guess my photos were a little bit different than what you can see. And uh, so I ended up having a few of them at a network of galleries. And then I, was, I, I would um, be contacted again by another gallery, but this one online only. So I, I, I was like, oh, maybe I should um, take it more seriously. Mm -hmm. And I will keep shooting, uh, take more time. Um, Uh, on the street, uh, thinking of what I'm going to shoot, how I'm going to shoot it, try different angles, uh, looking at, again, looking at uh, other photographers' work, try to replicate and then do it differently. So little by little, I would um, shoot more and more photos. And in uh, 2012, I decided, okay, uh, shooting street photography is nice, but uh, it doesn't pay the bills. So I'm going to try to uh, start freelancing. Right. And uh, my first assignment, if I may say, mm. uh, basically I had met randomly a couple on the streets and uh, they contacted me uh, to shoot their engagement. I had never shot an engagement before. Basically, I have pretty much never shot uh, anybody before. <laughs> right. Uh, and, uh, but I did it for free. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think it's like, like for any uh, life experience uh, or work, you try and then you repeat. Mm -hmm. Basically, if it goes well, you're like, you get confidence and you're going to do it again. Exactly. And that's the same for everything. So I started shooting. Uh, I, I did this engagement. They were happy with the photos. So then I posted an ad on Craigslist and I shot more engagements. And then I, I um, a bit randomly, I had uh, subscribed to um, a sort of uh, a website like for freelance photographers Uh, and I started shooting uh, apartments for something like Airbnb. It was a competitor at that time. So very small assignments that don't pay well, but uh, at least I would get paid to yeah. shoot. It's better than be jobless. Exactly. And um, I started shooting also restaurants for uh, seamless, for example. So I would shoot uh, food and some interior photos. Uh, so little by little, I started to shoot more and more assignments and better assignments because uh, you build up uh, little by little your portfolio. You first started by shooting your memories and New York's landscape. And then you had this encounter with this couple and that takes you to shoot more engagements and so forth. Now I want to know... How do you go from this to fashion photography? How did I start shooting uh, fashion? Uh, I had met uh, a model um, through a client 
and uh, so I asked her, can I shoot you? And then uh, I asked her to recommend me to her agency. And then I sh started to shoot a, a model and then another one and another one. And then you try to make things a bit better. So you hire a makeup artist, uh, you hire a stylist. Um, so little by little, I, I, I worked on my portfolio. And then after a few years, uh, here I am. Now, you mentioned before you went to law school. Um, and in the same line of education, I want to know, do you think having an education in photography, it's necessary? I would say uh, no. The obvious answer is no, because you can see, uh, I mean, I'm the, the proof of it. And also there's a lot of uh, self-taught photographers. Um, if you have a, a good eye, you don't need to uh, go to school for uh, photography. Right. But I think if you are really passionate about photography and you're young, um, going to school is not a bad thing. But to me, uh, what's most important and what I regret I didn't do is uh, assisting a photographer because that's where you learn the business. Right. That's, you, you learn the techniques, um, you learn how to uh, manage a business, you learn the, the behind the scenes. Uh, I've, I didn't go to photography school, so I don't know exactly what you can learn over there. But at the end of the day, um, it's very important to have this um, experience on the ground. And that's by assisting, that's where you get it. Right. And with that... I want you to tell me, what are those things you wish someone told you when you were just starting? Um, assist a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> that's all? I think, that, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. Because, uh, well, the thing is that um, photography was my fourth career. And I did PR before. I did uh, finance and real estate. So... I had some notions of business, mm -hmm. communications. So I knew how to market myself. All I had to do is work on my portfolio. Yeah. Uh, because a photographer needs to create photos and show them. Show them, find the right contacts, find, find the right prospects. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully you're going to be hired by those contacts. Right. Uh, so you just need to understand... Um, how to work on your portfolio and uh, how to market it. You would say now that you have a solid career in photography? I still consider myself a young photographer because I started uh, professionally in 2012, which mm. is eight years. Mm -hmm. It's not so long. Mm. Uh, it's not like uh, I was a photographer for 20 years. Right. And uh, because I'm a self-taught photographer, so I feel that I am always have to learn something. Yeah. Uh, you learn uh, before shoots, you learn during shoots, uh, you learn through experience. Yeah. So, for example, this week I'm going to shoot um, uh, for a beauty brand. I'm going to learn again uh, through that experience. So it's a constant process. And also you have to, um, you look at other photographers' work, so you keep learning. Yeah.
I want you to tell me what are your career goals? My goals uh, and my main goal is to be a better photographer because uh, like I said, uh, I keep learning. As an artist, uh, you keep learning uh, all your life. Yeah. I want to be a better photographer. Uh, I'm starting to shoot film, which I didn't do uh, before. Mm. Uh, I was only shooting digital and now I'm going to try to shoot uh, film uh, with a medium format camera. So try to um, uh, be better at that as well. I think it's it's just nice. So it's a different way of shooting and uh, you really have to think about what you shoot, yeah. where you shoot it, how you shoot it, because uh, you don't have so many uh, uh, tries. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also um, my career goals uh, to shoot for uh, better clients, bigger clients, more interesting clients. Obviously, uh, a client who will send me abroad <laughs> to shoot. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, that would be the dream. Yeah. Um, I mean, it happened to me once. Uh, I shoot, um, I mean, I regularly shoot in different cities in the US, but uh, in a foreign country, it, it happened only once. And I hope it's going to happen more often. And in uh, faraway countries like <laughs> Asia, yeah. uh, South America, uh, <laughs> anywhere, send me. <laughs> <laughs> When you're not shooting something for a client and you want to shoot for yourself, what inspires you to create? I get inspired by a lot of different things. Uh, it can be uh, if I read a magazine and I see a nice photo, um, if I watch a movie or if I um, go on a nice location and then I I think, oh, I should uh, set up a shoot there because it looks beautiful and try to cr create a story around it. Uh, for example, I love uh, a movie from the director Wong Kar Wai. Mm. Uh, it's a famous movie called In the Mood for Love. All right. And the photography is beautiful. Yeah, it is. Uh, the dresses are beautiful. Stunning. And uh, my dream was to to create a shoot inspired by that movie. Yeah, when you mentioned it, I knew right away which movie you were talking about. My uh, my husband actually has it in his collection and it's pretty hard to forget because for me, I don't necessarily pay attention to the story even though I know the story is pretty great, but it's just the look of the of the of this movie and the lighting and the way the characters carry themselves. It's just so beautifully done. And this will take us to our next question, actually, is who inspires your work? I could say uh, I get inspired every 10 minutes uh, when I look at my uh, Instagram. I mean, uh, other people's Instagram. Yeah, obviously. of course. <laughs> um, so it's a bit hard. Uh, you get inspired by so many photographers because there's so many amazing photographers out there. Uh, but... Uh, I could give a few names uh, because I started uh, shooting street photography. So obviously I was more interested in um, that type of photography at first. And uh, for example, for people who know uh, Willy Ronis, uh, he has a sort of English name, but he's French. And he was shooting street photography in Paris. Um, 
I think in the 30s, 40s, uh, a bit like uh, Robert Duano. Uh, Vivian Meyer, um, she was shooting uh, street photography in New York. She was discovered recently. Um, and um, one of my favorite, I, <clears throat> I really, really love his style. Uh, it's very, uh, the, the light is amazing. Uh, his name is Fan Ho. And I think he was, um, I mean, he shot uh, Hong Kong in the 40s, 50s, mm. and Hong Kong looked amazing. Right. Uh, the light was so beautiful. Mm. Um, um, I really recommend you to look at Fan Ho, H-O uh, work. Uh, it's black and white photography uh, shot in Hong Kong, and it's, it's just sublime. Where do you see yourself in five years from now? That's a very good question. Thanks for asking me. I have no idea. <laughs> no, um, uh, more seriously, uh, I'm somebody who lives more in the present than in the future. Right. So I, and also as a freelancer, uh, you're more... Um, you're busier trying to figure out what you're going to do the next month. True. So in five years, uh, I don't, I have no idea, but uh, I would say that uh, my dream um, would be to maybe uh, be living in Tokyo and mm. uh, be a photographer in Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, I've been living in New York for 13 years, so I could, uh, um, I don't know, move to a different city to... Yeah for a change of inspiration because I've shot New York so many times, so many mm -hmm. times that uh, each time I'm traveling, I'm uh, really happy because I get to shoot uh, something else. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would be uh, really happy if I could live in a different city, uh, yeah. a nice city with a nice uh, way of living. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, hopefully <laughs> I, I will call you in five years uh, from Tokyo. <laughs> For last question, I want you to tell me what will be your advice for new up-and-coming photographers out there. I don't know if I can give uh, any advice. I would say um, if you are a great photographer and you have amazing photography skills, uh, that's not enough um, because um, photography is a business. Uh, I mean, if you're trying to make a living uh, of it, so uh, basically, it's 75% marketing and 25% photography. Yeah. So uh, you need to really know how to market yourself because you can have the best photos, but if nobody sees them, yeah, uh, that's not going to help you. Mm. Uh, obviously, I mean, uh, work on your skills, but uh, work also on the business side. Uh, of photography, uh, shoot great work, show it, uh, know how to show it, mm -hmm. know to who show it. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's the, I mean, I think that's the only advice I could give. Thank you so much for coming on the show and traveling all the way here <laughs> and accepting my invitation to be here on the podcast. 
thank you so much Grace and I apologize to uh, <laughs> the listeners who had to try to understand me and my <laughs> strong accent <laughs> I think they understood you I hope so <laughs> if I did they will okay <laughs> All right, that was my conversation with Gilm Godet. I honestly had a blast and it was such an honor to have him on the show. If you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to rate us 5 out of 5 and leave a comment. This will help us reach out to a lot more people and I would love to know where you guys are listening from. You can find Gilm on Instagram as GJ Godet, that is G-J-G-A-U-D-E-T. And while you're at it, don't forget to follow us as well at Fernlook Magazine and I'm Grishji underscore. You can also find more of his work on his website www.gilmgodet.com. All of this information will be listed on the description of this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week on another amazing conversation with groundbreaking creatives. Bye guys.